0: It's time for Utah Tech Athletics on Utah Tech Radio, 91.3 The Blaze. U T U Santa Clara. Utah Tech Athletics on Utah Tech Radio is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. Your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now, it's time for Utah Tech Athletics.
1: 91.3 The Blaze, good afternoon. We welcome you out to game three of three of this homestand series for Utah Tech softball. They're hosting Seattle U Red Hawks, Spencer Porter alongside Martin Kelly. Thank you for joining us here. Grateful for Ken Garf, St. George Ford, Lincoln, and all that you do for Utah Tech Athletics and our broadcasts here on ninety-one three The Blaze. The Trailblazers won both games yesterday, Friday doubleheader, beating the Red Hawks by eight in both of those ones. Off to a great start as Utah Tech 11-6 now in WAC play. That is good for our first place. Lady Trailblazers are doing a great job and are rocking some pink today in the stand-up to cancer game this beautiful Saturday afternoon. We welcome in Martin Kelly alongside here. What's up, buddy? Been a great start for Utah Tech softball. Has
2: been 23-13 and 13 on the year, 12-4 and four at home. They got a good stretch going on here.
1: Trailblazers last weekend uh, dropped 2-3 on the road against UT Arlington.
2: Yes, they did. You and I were on the call for the last game for that.
1: And that last game was the closest of the two of the three, excuse me, and Trailblazers were up that whole game until the bottom of the 6th when the bats came to life for UT Arlington and you know, the Trailblazers just let that one slip away, but a lot of games in whether it's baseball or softball and Utah Tech has this opportunity to bounce back and they sure have here now that they're back at home.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, you know, you mentioned their road stretch was a little bit rough there in their last series against UT Arlington. Lost two out of three, but you know what? They came back Stronger than ever against a really good Seattle U team here and took already two games yesterday in the doubleheader, 10-2 to and 12-4, to so we'll see what they can do today here as Utah Tech and Seattle U will be battling here today. I mentioned, again, you mentioned the Stand Up for Cancer game, always a good cause here. You and I were at the Stand Up to Cancer game for the women's team. We saw them rock their pink uniforms during the entire month of February, so excuse me, not February, March. I apologize. Mm-hmm. And we get to see it with the women's team today as Utah Tech's now going to come up to the bats and swing here and see if they can put some runs on the board.
1: Yeah, we are now in the bottom of the first. Kate Dolinsky with the start for the Trailblazers, getting three outs quickly in that top half to start the game here. So now Seattle U taking the field. <clears throat> the bats have really come to life, and especially for Tanya Wendell as a freshman who, Right now, I believe is number 4 all-time in single season batting average and we're halfway through the season.
2: Yeah, her batting average of 453, 36 runs, two home runs, 19, 19 RBIs as she's at bat right now. She walked She walked three times yesterday in the win, the 12-4 to 4 win over CLU. in the second game, she walked once in the first game and hit I had, I believe, two hits in the first game as well. So we'll see if she can add to it today.
1: Patient at bat here to lead it off for Utah Tech softball, two and two count. As Wendell continues to battle, and everything's really coming together. Trailblazers playing some great softball. It's actually the 700th game coach over the weekend for head coach Randy Simpkins in his 14th tier four Trailblazers. As Wendell hits that one, not going to be able to get up the middle as a shortstop is able to get that grounder and get that first out of the game for the Red Hawks.
2: Yeah, that was an important one right there for Utah Tech to get onto the board early here as yesterday in the first game, they in the first game they scored five runs in the first and were able to go off 5 nothing before adding two to the second part of the fifth inning. And today they're going to get off to a hot start with already one on base and Libby kahawaii Kikona up to bat here.
1: Yeah, I beg your pardon. Wendell grounded out to shortstop but beat it out with that speed, so it's an infield single. As she's done all year, the leadoff is on once again.
2: That's what you're supposed to do as a leadoff. You and I were talking about it off, off break here. Shane Taylor with an inside-the-park home run yesterday.
1: Yeah, Utah <clears throat> Tech baseball is on. They switched places with Utah Tech softball. Now they're taking on UT Arlington in Texas this weekend
2: game tonight will be at five o'clock for everybody who's listening it'll be on espn plus
1: and for utah tech softball f- finally get to be back at home again with some great weather northern utah spring break a lot of parents been able to make it this weekend for some good action as libby grounds that one out to third they're gonna get the fillers choice out windows out at second and Lady Kekona now at first base.
2: Yes, so Kekona's going to stand on first. She was safe with a fielder's choice. You're absolutely right. Hit one over to third base. Third baseman got it over to the second baseman, and just the throw to first was just a little late and dropped. So Utah Tech just trading one player at first for another as we're going to get Shea Clemens up to bat.
1: A lot of young faces on this Utah Tech softball roster and in the lineup today. Clemens, one of those veterans, a senior was first-team all-whack uh, last year and in the three-spot this season and most of her career, she's been able to get a lot of RBIs as Libby Kekona is going to try to steal second and get thrown out there.
2: Yeah, not a good jump there by Kikona. She She's a little late and a little behind, and she jumped towards the pitcher's release of the foot, not just right on the, on the first part of her release of the pitch out by at least a mile at second.
1: And Kaylin Hill, the catcher for the Redhawks, got a great oh. jump off of that one as they practice that pop and just getting it to second as soon as possible. And they show it there. Getting that out at second as Kakona tries to steal. And Clemens grounds out to third to end this inning. So three up, three down for Utah takes softball after that. First inning, we'll head to the top of the second here on 913. The Blaze. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought
0: to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics.
1: Thank you. We welcome you back here on 913. The Blaze. We're at in the top of the second after a scoreless first inning for Utah Tech softball. With this three-game series all on the beautiful Utah Tech campus for a home stand. Right there, Naomi Shidez and Kate Delinsky, the pitchers for both teams, with a great first inning, quick work as one hit a piece. As Seattle U's left one on base, and Trailblazers, because Kokona was caught stealing, unable to leave anyone on base, essentially going up three up, three down.
2: Kate Delinsky's already pitched in this series. Delinsky doesn't have too many bad numbers on the year. Includes almost 50 strikeouts.
1: Kayla Neal, who you mentioned, catcher who threw out Kokona about five minutes ago, up to bat now for the Red Hawks. Down 0 2. She fouls off the second pitch there. So in the stand up cancer game, Utah takes softball substituting the red for the pink today. And unis that one by Delinsky. Does not get the corner. Be ball one.
2: And that last game for Delinsky, she, she pitched. <clears throat> five innings, gave up four hits, two runs, one earned, struck out 12, and had two flyouts and nine ground outs.
1: That one, Hill swings and misses, strikeout there for Dolinsky. A great start to the top of the second here. Five-pitch strikeout.
2: Kate Dolinsky's not a pitcher that's going to impress you with her speed and strike you out, but she's one of those pitchers that gets you to hit Nice, soft contact. Make something over to the third baseman or shortstop. Make a double play. Make a single throw over to first. Nothing that's going to get her in too much trouble. She's very simple and likes to keep everything in front of her.
1: Now the first baseman up to bat, and she chops that one to second for a quick ground out. So one pitch and another out there for Kate delinsky and the Trailblazers.
2: So we're going to look at Hannah Hugh Banks over at first. Spencer, have you ever seen, like, I'm amazed at how big a first baseman's glove is. A first baseman's glove is almost as big as a catcher's glove. I mean, they're probably the biggest, two biggest gloves on the entire field.
1: It's definitely a big target. I I think first base is such a fun position. I mean, you get a, you get, every time the ball's hit in the infield, you should be getting the ball, which is fun. And I always think of Anthony Rizzo when the Cubs won the World Series. He's playing first base ground out by the Indians to end it. Rizzo catches that at first and what does he do? He puts the ball in his pocket because he's the first baseman and he gets to keep that souvenir.
2: Yes, right there and make a play over at shortstop for Utah Tech to get the out there and that will end it right there as Emin, uh, I believe Eminela, sorry um yeah, Lauren um, Almeida got the out.
1: So we blinked a quick up 3-up 3 down there for Kate Delinsky and the Trailblazers. We're heading to the bottom of the second here on Utah Tech Radio. It's back to
0: the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln.
1: We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Bottom of the second on Utah Tech Radio. We are still scoreless. Now the shortstop who caught that last line out for the Trailblazers. Lauren Almeida up to bat as she fouls that one off. Took those first two pitches for balls. Now a two one count working against Naomi Chidez of Seattle U.
2: Yeah, Naomi Chidez, two and oh on the year, thirty-nine and two thirds of an inning pitch, two eighty two ERA. He's given up forty two hits, walked eighteen, struck out twenty two, has given up no home runs or triples, only four doubles on the year. Just take a pitch down low.
1: In any season that's some great numbers, but especially nowadays, where the long ball is just more prominent. Oh, absolutely! No home runs is big time.
2: She's a if you can if you're a good hitter, you can. She's giving up a a hit per inning, but only giving up 18 walks. That's only one out of six games.
1: Check swing. Almeida did not go, so she walks for the Trailblazers. Leadoff is on base once again.
2: Yeah, and the best hitter for Utah Tech. Power wise and direction wise, is Hannah Hubanks in the, in the left field box coming up here. Yeah. Hannah on the air, 325. Apologize, Spencer. 36 runs, two home runs, and 33 RBIs on the year.
1: We had mentioned that Shea Clements was first team all whack last year, and her partner in that one was Hannah Hubanks for the Trailblazers, making the first team list as well as she takes the first pitch ball.
2: Hannah Hubanks be one of the players that was here when we were still at Dixie State and as a Division II team. So she is someone who's grown up in the program, just like Shea Clemens, a Division 02 player transitioning to Divisional one and has done a really good job. She'll so take a pitch there and it would be a ball. don't strike. Late strike call there by the umpire.
1: Yeah, it looks like Hubanks just getting in yes. her groove. That was a take all the way. One one count. And Zalmaida, the shortstop on first. That one's low. Once again, two one count.
2: Yeah, Shidez is trying to throw. She threw a changeup before that, that hung in the zone enough to get caught as a strike. She comes back with another changeup, low corner, and it didn't stay well enough in the zone, so it ended up as 2-1. She gets another pitch here, down in the dirt, just be a fastball, 3-1 count.
1: That fourth pitch right there was pretty much like that third pitch, just not competitive, way too low.
2: Well, they're trying to get Hannah to hit something down low because they know she likes things up high, and they're not going to go there at all. As they get away with one there, it's another. It well, looks like a curveball to me.
1: So full count, Hugh Banks is yet to swing. But when she does, usually great result, as we mentioned.
2: She's going to have to swing one here, full count, can't let it go.
1: She slaps that one to the right infield, and that gets through for a single to right field. No outs here. Hugh Banks is on first with the first hit of this inning, and Almeida on second.
2: Great drive there by Hannah Hubank. Splendid right between the first baseman and the second baseman right there. Just enough for the second baseman not to get over. The right fielder comes in and cleans up the little rebound there for the ball. Simple one-two there by Utah Tech. Yeah, Seattle is going to take a pitching visit here. Excuse me, mound visit.
1: Apologies. Yeah, it's not bumpy like baseball mound, but... No. Still is the mound.
2: <laughs> Would you call it a bump? I mean, it's more like a bump to me. Not saying that it doesn't deserve to be called a mound, but a baseball mound is almost, you know, about almost two feet off the ground. And a softball one is just a little bump in the in the middle of it just where they can put the backs out so you can put your cleats in.
1: And I think, I think with baseball, that's about... There's two things that are different about every park is the fence can be a little different. Yes. Dimensions and lengths. I mean, obviously... The left field in Boston, the Green Monster is a lot different than <clears throat> left field at Yankee Stadium. Absolutely. And then also, I think some mounds are higher or lower than others, which for some pitchers they probably love, and others I'm sure they'll blame that when they give up their first run of the game.
2: Absolutely. So we have Rochelle Campbell up here. She'll swing and miss there. Campbell had herself a home run yesterday and had herself a couple singles in the game on, on Friday yesterday for the doubleheader.
1: Campbell, the catcher for the Trailblazers. She's doing a great job behind the plate.
2: 261, three home runs.
1: Campbell shows Bunt there's almost just a pitch out for the second ball of this at bat.
2: Rochelle Campbell and Lauren Lockhart are the only two players on this roster for Utah Tech that are batting under 300. Campbell at 261, Lockhart at 205.
1: As she shows Bunt and lays it down right to the pitcher, and Chides goes. No hesitation to first base to get Campbell out, so good sacrifice laid down as the runners advance.
2: That was a smart play there by Campbell. Move the runners over, get one out. Have a situation where a double play won't be a scenario, and if you get a ground-out scenario here or something that flies over to the infield, at least one run will score here. So look for Almeida to be on the run here, whether it's on contact or whether it's possibly a pass ball. So now we're going to get Madison... Durea to bat up here.
1: Durea lines that one, and it short hops the shortstop for a quick ground out to short.
2: Yeah, the infielders were playing inside. and weren't going to allow that one to get away too far, not allow a run to score. So the momentum shifts right back over to Seattle U here as two outs. You got two on. Only way to score a run here would be to get something into the outfield. Now Laura Lockhart will be up to bat.
1: Lockhart, the third baseman for the Trailblazers, batting in the eighth spot. Takes that one high for a ball. Here in the bottom of the second, the first two batters for Utah Tech getting on base. Campbell laid down that bunt to advance the runners. And Jorayo a great contact, just unable to find a gap as she grounded out to short. That one's lofted up high, and the left fielder really only had to move about three feet. Just bad luck to write two or four of the fly out to end this inning. Two left on base for Utah Tech. No runs. We are still scoreless. Heading into the top of the third on Utah Tech Radio.
0: It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford, Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics.
1: 9 on through the blaze. We are here in the top of the third. Scoreless. Seattle U, the visitors... Against Utah Tech softball. A little bit of a break here, though. As we mentioned, this is our stand-up to cancer game of the season, this final game of the series. So a beautiful intermission as both teams are spread across the infield with at least one name of someone who they are standing up for for cancer.
2: Yeah, it's a great cause here for Utah Tech. They've been doing it for the last four years Five years, actually, I've been here five years. They've been doing it for the last five years, and it's a really great cause. It's a really good um, mom, uh, moment for not only Utah Tech, but for also for Seattle U, and you know, for everyone who's gone through, who's had family members who has cancer. I have um, my grandfather, my mom, and um, one of my aunts. Um, we've all had cancer, so it's something that runs in and affects everybody. But to come together and to put a moment together and to bond and to, you know, just create a memory is always something really cool during a game. And, you know, now you can go back to the plane and have a good, friendly competition game and make something out of it. So Utah Tech will come up to the field. See how you will grab the bats, top of the third here. No score. And it's been a fun two innings, hasn't it, Spencer?
1: Yeah, been a lot of action. There's been base runners, but also great pitching And great defense. The ball has not left the <laughs> infield uh, very much as we've you know gone through the first two innings.
2: Hey, you know what, Spencer? As you and I are sitting here in the press box calling this game for Utah Tech, you know what's the one thing I noticed, Spencer, is there's not a cloud in the sky. I think for the first time in like four months, I don't see a cloud in the sky that could possibly be rain and could be a drench pour for like two, three days straight here in St. George. Finally, the sun is back out. And the warm weather is coming back.
1: Yeah, it is a blessing. I didn't know it was possible for it to snow in April in St. <laughs> George. And it happened. I mean, it, did, it was not a days. It was minutes. It was oh, less yeah. than an hour. But it still happened. And I take what we have right now.
2: It wouldn't be Easter spring without some snow, wouldn't it, man? I mean, seriously. Talk about snow all over the state of Utah. Snow up in Salt Lake, up in Draper, up in beaver up in cedar up in richfield if you were past north of st george you were running into snow and how could there be snow on the ground a week before easter or a few days before easter well the weatherman knows i don't
1: yeah you can also blame punks tony phil he didn't say we had six more weeks of winter which i believe was more than six weeks ago which is frustrating as well (laughs) but it's sunny and bright and happy and we love the sun Yes, we do. I'll just wait till June and July and August of this inferno of the desert.
2: Oh yeah. So we got Olivier Vigano. She is the leadoff for Utah Tech. I mean, excuse me, for Seattle U.
1: That one's chopped over to Almaid at Shortstop. She just throws that one on a rope over for the ground out to start this top of the third.
2: Ty Wilson will come up to bat. Ty Wilson her last time up is the only walk for Seattle U on the day so far as Kate Dolinsky continues to get these simple ground outs. Nothing too dangerous, nothing too serious as the infielders are going to play in a little bit more here. Dolinsky readies with the pitch. Smacks one back to Dolinsky. Dolinsky loses it, and Seattle U will be safe on first.
1: Oh. Most likely going to go down as E1 as Delinsky coughed that one up a bit. Seattle U gets their first base runner on this inning.
2: So Ty Wilson gets a fastball high. She hits it back to Kate, and Kate couldn't just get it in her glove, and Eldridge had to come over and clean it up just to save it. So this will give Seattle U a runner on and only one out.
1: And as a pitcher, you're focusing on your spots, your follow-through, all the mechanics. And so... I, know, I believe that sometimes it does catch you off guard when, you know, you have to put your glove in the dirt, try to scoop something up as soon as you've pitched it.
2: Well, they always come up with the stereotypes as pitchers aren't athletic or are not, you know, they're almost like punters in football. They're not one of the athletic players on the team, but yet they still have to do athletic things. Kate Delinsky's going to get an 0-2 count here with one out.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, in the, the National League, they used to let the pitchers bat. And they've gone away with that. It's, it's DH all throughout Major League Baseball. And they continue to be, you know, to your point, more specialized or that stereotype. Oh, and 2 count. Now the 1-2 is that one's outside to the right-hand side of the plate.
2: The MLB one you bring up there, Spencer, that one makes sense considering how how much pitchers in the MLB are like gems these days? Pitchers used to throw 400 innings in a year and don't even throw 200 innings anymore these days.
1: That one's grounded to second and thrown over for second out of the game. Good job by Eldridge. Scooping up and getting it over to first for the second out of the top of the third.
2: Yeah, as we're going to get Madison Kawadi to come up here for Seattle Her last time up, she struck out. So man on second, two outs. Kawhi up to bat.
1: Really the only ball we've seen so far to get lofted up into the air. Someone got a hold of was that fly out to left field to end the inning for Utah taking the bottom of the second.
2: That's about it besides Hannah Hubang's simple little hit towards right field. Other than that, most of the balls have just been in play and you know, infielders reach. And that's always a good thing as a pitcher. You don't want nothing to get to the outfield. Otherwise, runs and hits and errors are going to happen all over the place. <clears throat> if your first, second, shortstop, and third baseman can handle the baseball or the softball, then that's a good thing.
1: All one count, Delinsky delivers. And outside for ball one.
2: What I do appreciate about Kate Delinsky, Spencer, is she's one of those pitchers that likes to paint the outside corners high, low, you know, in, out. She never wants to put something down the middle and fast. She always wants to get you with something, a little breaking ball, a little action to get you to chase something. Just like that example right there with a changeup down in.
1: I it was a pretty good pitch. Borderline started as a strike and ended up as a ball. Good movement on it. But it's t- taken for ball two. Two one count in the top of the third. We're still scoreless. However, the Redhawks have the runner in scoring position.
2: Another change. i try to bite inside.
1: held off there. Deuces. Olivia Vigiano at second base with that leadoff speed. That one in a good spot. Going to be taken for a ball. Good location.
2: Yes, One of those
1: you know, spots where umpires always have to think if that was below the belt or right on line for that low strike. Let's rule the ball. So full count with two outs and that one's in the dirt. So, Madison Quady going to walk. First runners on first and second for Seattle U.
2: Yeah, two on here. Two outs. Seattle U did score in the in the first game against Utah Tech. They did score first. It was a one run inning in the fifth. I mean, excuse me, in the second where they got a run in. But after that, Utah Tech took over.
1: <clears throat> Delinsky trying to get that up upper corner and goes for a ball to start off this at bat with Jocelyn De La Cruz.
2: Yeah, De La Cruz got herself a hit last time. 387 on the air. She's a very good hitter.
1: In that cleanup spot. That one she fouls <clears throat> off. One-one count.
2: As it should come to no one's surprise, Spencer, we've had mostly a lot of foul balls left field-wise. A lot of right-handed hitters drive a lot of balls left field-wise, and left-handed hitters drive a lot of balls right field-wise. But still, nonetheless, a lot of foul balls going on left field.
1: That one's popped up in between second baseman and right field. Right fielder is able to get to it as Shea Clements makes the catch to end the inning. So this time the Redhawks leave a couple on base. And Delinsky gets out of that inning. We're scoreless going into the bottom of the third on Utah Tech Radio. It's back to the action for Utah Tech
0: Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford, Lincoln. We now return you to Utah
1: Tech Athletics. We're now in the bottom of the third. 0-0 game. Both teams have played really even to this point.
2: We have Carly Eldridge up to bat here for Utah Tech. First time up, 333 batting average. One home run, 17 RBIs, has driven in 21 runs.
1: Eldridge in the ninth spot, so we'll turn to the top of the lineup after her. Tanya Wendell on deck. Eldridge shows bunt. That one's in the dirt, so she takes it for ball two, two 2-1 count. I tend to enjoy in softball, there's more action with, you know, you can slap hit or chop at it more. In MLB, just baseball, it is a different you know dynamic where you just kind of stay still, no movement in the batter's box. Unless your name's Ichiro Suzuki, you can switch <laughs> up the footwork a little bit. But Hey,
2: Ichiro, freaking Otani, I see him messing with his feet from time to time, making sure he's in the right stance. Baseball and softball are a little harder. Obviously, the softball, is, is, the ball itself is a little bigger. You can get more bat on it. But in baseball, because the ball is so smaller, it's easier to drive out. Softballs are a little bit harder to drive out. You got to really put a lot of force behind it to drive those balls out of the out of the park.
1: Eldridge fouls off that pitch. That was a full count. And takes that one in the dirt. So the leadoff is on once again to start off the bottom of the third. Eldridge on first. And now we turn to the outfielders. Just how Coach Randy Simpkins has designed the lineup. One, two, three. The center fielder, left fielder, and right fielder. For the trailblazers.
2: And with a good stretch of hitters coming up, you got Tanya, Wendell, and Libby, Kawhi, Kakona, and then Shea Clemens. A good one, two, three punch there for Utah Tech.
1: So, Wendell, one for one on the day. Got the infield single.
2: When you can build your lineup, Spencer, with a leadoff hitter, you got a RBI second second spot and then you have the home run hitter the drive-in hitter at third a great solid one two three that's a belt of a lineup right there that's smart
1: and it's worked well together that's why the trailblazers are first place in the WAC to this point and had a great preseason as well
2: so Paul has been a very strong program with Randy Simpkins at the helm two division two college world series appearances Both runner-up positions, but nonetheless, to play 34 games, Spencer, and then have to play 15 more games to get to the College World Series is a stretch that is rough for anybody.
1: That one's chopped foul by Wendell, now at a 2-2 count. And that really has has it, I mean, excuse me, baseball and softball in college, you make it to the postseason, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. But your summer's gone. Oh, yeah. It's July and... Then we have the College World Series in Omaha. Yes. And so, I mean, it's for the love of the game. They
2: Absolutely.
1: There's no stopping for them. No. 2-2 count. Wendell launches that one. Going to be a double if it's fair, and it is. Maybe even a triple. Wendell's round in second, and she's held up. She's going to stand at second with a big-time double as Eldridge gets over to third.
2: And that was a right decision there by Randy Simpkins, the third base coach and the head coach for Utah Tech, standing on third over there. Leading the run ins there. Beautiful hit there by Window. Drives it into the corner of right field. It goes all the way to the netting. They got to get back under there. But a great throw by the right fielder to get the ball back into play and to keep the runners in field and not allow a run to score. But Libby Kawaii Kekona up here with an RBI scenario. She's good at that, Spencer. 314 on the year, 29 RBIs. So she knows how to drive in runs.
1: And Sidney Frankenberger, the right fielder for Seattle U, was standing right under the foul pole at the warning track and, and got that one past first base, over through her cutoff, man. But
2: It wasn't like she was in a bad position. No. It was just a really, really good hit ball. And once, when you can do that, especially slicing down the line towards the corner in right field, that's a smart spot to put the ball in because that's such a long way to go to grab it and throw it back in. So,
1: yeah, and, and Frankenberger got that in quickly, not allowing me to run the score up to this point.
2: No, not at all. You're absolutely right.
1: Which is great base running as well. You never make the first or third out at home. Just kills so much momentum. If she would have been thrown out right there, but the Treblers can avoid that as they have runners at second and third with no outs and a two-one count for Libby Kokona.
2: And this is something that Naomi Shiedaz has been getting herself into all day, which is <clears throat> three-one counts, two-one counts, one-one counts. It's a slow and steady process for her to get outs, but she works them well enough to get them. But she hasn't been able to do that so far in this inning.
1: Libby fouls that one off. 2-2 two, two count. In the bottom of the third. Shane Clements on deck for the Trailblazers.
2: Obviously, the Trailblazers want to stay out of a situation where a hit doesn't drive in a run. The last time... The- Trailblazers were in the situation, Spencer. I believe it was in the second, and they had two on, one out, and were not able to drive in those two runs.
1: They got to capitalize here. Full count for Libby Kakona. Tough spot as a pitcher here with no outs, and first base is open. Want to give a competitive pitch, but that one's flown out to left field. Gonna end up being a sack fly as Eldred scores from third, tagging up. And the Trailblazers are on board thanks to Libby Kakona's RBI, the only RBI of the game to this point. one yeah. all lead for Utah Tech.
2: Apologies. And that will be her 30th RBI as a smart sack fly over to left field. Carly Eldridge, enough speed and enough momentum to get home. Didn't have to slide or head down or nothing like that. Shea Clemens has got a clean opportunity to drive in a run here.
1: Wendell had to stay put. She's standing on Second.
2: So Clemens is going to foul one.
1: Naomi Shite is hanging in there. Trailblazers first in the WAC. Tough lineup to get out, one through nine. Clemens fouls that one off. Now down
2: 0-2. And how many programs, Spencer, think about that. How many programs can you think of, Spencer, from D2 to D1 can be considered a top five program in every single conference you've been in? The West, the RMAC, and in the WAC. Utah Tech has never been ranked lower than 7th in any of the softball rankings or standings at the beginning or end of the year. So Utah Tech softball has been very strong for years in the past and has been respected in the conference.
1: Which is just an amazing sequence. <clears throat> As you can get a foul ball there by Shea Clements, Tanya Windows trying to steal. She so has to go back to second base.
2: Yeah, Wendell had a great jump there and a great opportunity to steal third. Had to go back to second. Clemens is upset about that little tip. She's like, ah, man, I got the signal to wait, but I just went for it.
1: She can redeem herself here, though. It's a big, big pitch here for Naomi Scheidez. She already has two strikes on Clemens.
2: 46 pitches already through this many pitch, this many innings.
1: And that one goes high for ball one. To your point, Martin, bring up that, that resume and just how great this program has been for decades They were picked to finish eighth in the WAC this year.
2: They were, and they're first. Doubters are proven wrong.
1: Clements might have swung at a ball there and flies that one out to left field for the second out of the inning. A good catch there by Ty Wilson and left field. She's made both outs this inning.
2: You know, I get the, the, the rankings and I get the preseason polls, Spencer, because you always want to base it off of what you've done before. And winning in Division 2 probably doesn't equal to the same amount of winning momentum as you would get in Division 1. So maybe they didn't recognize it that way. But nonetheless, Utah Tech held
1: themselves. Lauren Almeida up to bat. She swings at that first pitch.
2: We're going to get someone's injured at first base. It looks like the first baseman for Seattle U. She's holding
1: her knee. A lot happened. There was a bang-bang play at first base.
2: So the first baseman for Seattle U, that's uh, Jasmine Wen who's standing standing on first. It was a simple little one-two play, and she's reaching for her knee. It doesn't look like it's good if she can't really bend it, so hopefully it's not something of a terror. It looks like they're getting it through. We'll
1: have to see what ends up happening. Heading into the top of the fourth on Utah Tech Radio, the trailblazer is able to get a run there. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford
0: Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics.
1: We're back in the top of the fourth. The Trailblazers able to get a run there to go up 1-0. It appears that Jasmine Wynn was able to get off the field. I I want to say on her own power, but with a little bit of assistance, we'll have to see if she's able to come back into this game for Seattle U.
2: She's still listed as the first baseman at the moment. We We saw a few replays. I promise you this, fans, you do not want to see it. It's a little gruesome just in the sense that we just don't understand why or how. But she is all right, and she was taken off the field, so hopefully she's okay. So we get to the top of the fourth here, Spencer. Sydney Frankenberger, up to bat, 380 on the year. She went 0-for-1 in her first at-bat, little ground out.
1: Kate Delinsky done a great job getting those first pitch strikes. She does here up 0-1. Here's the second pitch going low for ball one. Here at Carl Brooks Field, I will say, not, not the biggest field seating-wise, but no. with that being said, all the seats are filled up. Absolutely. It's a Absolutely. beautiful day, and the weekend crowd is here. Absolutely. As... Dolinsky delivers ball, too.
2: As everything, Spencer, there are plans being put together for extensions and upgrades to the softball and baseball field here at Utah Tech. Just... Funding and planning have been in the works, trying to get it all scheduled and whatnot. Obviously, with the construction projects that have already been on campus for the science building, for the new um, campus view suites, and for the extension and upgrades to the football field, the baseball and softball field are just a little bit a little bit behind on their project schedules.
1: Three one count. Dolinsky gets that one to get put into play, and the ground out to third. Good job by Laura Lockhart getting that over to Hannah Hubanks at first.
2: Yeah, solid play there from Lockhart to get over to Hubanks. A little 5-3, little action here.
1: With stadium upgrades, sometimes it does come with the time. Other parts of softball and baseball, though, it almost is weather-oriented with changes to the field or just getting the infield right. You just have to wait when Mother Nature provides those opportunities.
2: Absolutely. They'll come and when when they do we'll have, you know, some more seating availability, a bigger press box. But all in good time. And you know what? For the time being, we have fans, we allow them to bring chairs and sit inside the bullpen area and sit out in the outfield area and have tents and seats and some drinks and some waters and some snacks. So yeah, maybe we don't have the biggest stadium in Grandstands, but Family values and family virtues is what we thrive on at Utah Tech.
1: You can go out and sit out in the outfield underneath the palm tree. We guarantee you that. Those are scattered. <clears throat> Looks like symmetrically oh, it's... perfect distance over the outfield here at Carl Brooks Field.
2: Dude, have you sat out there out there in the outfield? I sat out there one time in right field. Oh, it was so amazing. It was awesome. You get to see everything. Not, you, know, you don't get to have a brick wall in your face cutting down the right field line.
1: That one is goes over Laura Lockhart's head for a single to left field. That took a crazy hop. Could have been a ground ball and just caught the right part of the infield and went about five feet over Laura Lockhart's head.
2: Yeah, as we're going to get a replay of it, Look looked like fastball just got enough of a bounce over Lockhart, and she went up a few feet in the air to ground that one. Just couldn't come up with it. And looks like there's going to be a pinch runner over at First, and that's number, that's going to be Brooklyn Jones. Number 23, Brooklyn Jones standing on first.
1: Mackenzie Malakoro up to bat for Seattle U. She's taking the DH spot over Naomi Scheidez's place in the batting lineup.
2: Yes, Brooklyn Jones, three at bats, only covered five runs, has walked one, struck out twice, and has only stolen one base, and that was only one chance stealing, and she was caught.
1: As Delinsky's first two pitches go for balls,
2: feels a little early for this desperation move from Seattle, doesn't it, Spencer? I, I get pinch running and bringing pinch hitters and try to thrive up the lineup, but this feels a little early, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, even there's already one out. We're about halfway through the game. It's already go to your bench. And, I mean, pinch running is always interesting because, you know, it. It's soccer. You get subbed out. You're not going back in. No. So you get a hit. Exactly. You, you For getting your hit, you get to sit on the bench because you're slow.
2: Right. And, and now you have to look towards your bench to find someone who is an infielder who can play that position because you decided to have him pinch run. If yeah. you decide to bring in the shortstop to run for the center fielder, who's the center fielder who's a little slow, you have to remember the shortstop will have to be in center field because he took the center field spot.
1: Dolinsky going against... Not a coral here, 3 1 count. Well, and the speed of the pinch runner, obviously, they're there because they are fast. Yes. But dare I say, some of them, just because they are fast, does not mean they're a good base runner. Exactly. You, you, you get them getting picked off, getting caught stealing. Absolutely. Because, I mean, one way I look at it, if they were good enough, they would start. Yes. But they lack, whether it's hitting or fielding, but they have that speed. And so it's just it's an interesting situation with the pinch runner, depending on the circumstance.
2: As it looks like Brooklyn Jones is trying to play chicken with Rochelle Campbell, and Campbell had to get up on her feet to challenge Jones at first before stealing second, or trying to.
1: Dolinsky was able to get a strike to put it up at a full count. <clears throat> this one, the payoff pitch is chopped right back to Delinsky. She goes to Hugh Banks at first for the out. Brooklyn Jones able to advance to second.
2: In those scenarios, most of the time, Spencer, the pitcher would get that and try to get over to shortstop to cut the runner down that could possibly tie the game. But for Delinsky, she wasn't able to get it over there in time and just decided to throw it over to first to cut down one, one out there to make it two outs. Now, we'll have to see with... It looks like Seattle U is going to bring on another pinch hitter or possibly a pinch runner. No. Yes, pinch hitter Katie Walling. Katie Walling up to bat now for Seattle U. 220 average, four home runs, and 16 RBIs on the year. Seattle U will have someone standing on second with two outs.
1: Kate Delinsky hanging in there. And then the top of the third, she threw a lot of pitches. Done better in this fourth inning.
2: 44 pitches, 45 pitches now.
1: That first pitch goes for a ball. Second pitch for Delinsky. In the dirt. Campbell has been scooping up everything back there.
2: Yeah, with someone trying to steal third. That's always a good thing to have as Brooklyn Jones tries to look to get into an even better position to score a run here with Seattle U with two outs.
1: That one's hit over to Almeida, and all she has to do is Step on second for that force out. Bring us to the end of the top of the fourth. Utah Tech still up 1-0. And get a chance to add on to that going into the bottom of the fourth on Utah Tech Radio.
0: Utah Tech Athletics.
1: We welcome you to the bottom of the fourth on nine one three. The Blaze. We turn to Hannah Hubanks for Utah Tech as she starts us off in the bottom of the fourth.
2: Yeah, Utah Tech, Seattle U, bottom four, one nothing. Utah Tech's lead, and Hannah Hubanks had responsibilities with that one nothing lead.
1: Hubanks takes the first two pitches as one first one's four ball, second one is a strike. Batting lefty, the senior from Chino Hills, California, And she fouls that one back a, to her dugout.
2: It's been a long time, Trailblazer, four years. Including the Kobe Gear. She's been a very strong leader. Strong presence in the locker room. And a strong hitter at the left in the left uh left fielder's box. Left hander's box. I apologize.
1: Downs in the dirt. <laughs> Hill's able to stop it. Two two count. <gasps> I
2: mean, think about it, Spencer. Some of the greatest hitters in baseball, left handers. Mickey Mantle just one.
1: Hugh Banks hits that one as it finds the gap in right center. And she's awarded a stand-up double. Utah Tech, I mean, the secret recipe, the leadoff getting on when what seems to be every inning.
2: Yeah, she's going to have a strong hitter behind her. Rochelle Campbell come up to bat here. No outs as we're going to get a replay of it. And Hannah Hubanks just drives it into you know, right center field. Good, solid hit. Hannah Hubank standing on second. There was a bounce with the ball towards third base, but no advance for, <clears throat> for Utah Tigers. We're going to get a pitching change here. It's going to be Stephanie Magrigal.
1: Yeah, Lily Garcia, second baseman for Seattle U, trying to cut off that throw, got short-hopped a bit and just bobbled it up. And luckily it went to the third baseman. If not, Hubanks might have been able to advance to third. With that pitch and change, we're going to take a quick break here. we back with more action in the bottom of the fourth for Utah Tech softball.
0: It's back to the action
1: for Utah Tech Athletics.
0: Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech
1: Athletics. That pitch and change now in the bottom of the fourth, Stephanie Madrigal. Now the pitcher for Seattle U as she faces Rachel Campbell. in her first pitch of her outing. Campbell's going to swing at it and going to ground out to third base.
2: Yeah, Rochelle Campbell will be out at first. Apologies. Stephanie Magrigal, 12-7 on the year, 114 innings thrown, has given up 115 hits, 56 strikeouts, has walked 26, given up 24 doubles, two triples, three home runs, and has hit seven hitters.
1: Madison Durea now up for Utah Tech. Right. She,
2: she's a, she has a little bit of a funky delivery, doesn't she, Spencer? As we watched Magrigal pitch again here. She's got a little bit of a, of a first bounce, then transitions into her original bounce to set up her pitch.
1: Durea takes the first two pitches for balls. Here's the third from Gall. and that one's in the dirt as well. Getting get past Hill, Hugh Banks will be able to trot over to third. She's now 60 feet away from that huge insurance run for Utah Tech.
2: All Clemens has to do here is just fly it right over to third base, land it there in the outfield, give Hannah an opportunity to land a run here. This has been a low-scoring second game. Excuse me, third game.
1: That one's outside, so a four-pitch walk there for Madison DeRea. And this is why I, I was surprised Campbell swung at the first pitch. With the pitching change, they always say maybe take a few, see what this new pitcher has, or just even see if they're warmed up. They're going to pitch you strikes.
2: So, it looks like we're so first we're going to get a pinch runner. We're going to get a pinch runner stand on first. It's going to be, uh, excuse me, it'll be Sadie Gardner standing on first. And Lauren Lockhart will come up to bat for Utah Tech. With one out and one on first and third.
1: Madrigal puts that one low for ball one.
2: And I'm kind of still obsessed with the stance from (laughs) Magrigal. My point on it is her back left foot is how she starts her pitching process. Because she takes that back foot, steps back, and then comes front forward. we're going to get a run down here. And...
1: Utah Tech goes for the double steal and Hannah Hubanks is thrown out at home plate. Wow, that was a huge play there for Seattle U and that was about as close as it gets.
2: As we get a replay of it not even trying to tag at second. Seattle U saw that really well and Hubanks had a good lead off but was really tagged before she even had a chance to tap the plate pitch down low.
1: So, pinch runner Gardner was able to get to second, but Madison Kawadi's shortstop did an amazing job there for Seattle U, not even caring about Sadie Gardner and just getting that ball quickly to home plate as they were able to throw at Hannah Hubanks. That one gets to center field, and Sadie Gardner's getting sent home, and she'll score easily a big-time single from Shea Clements.
2: Yeah, nice hit there by Shea Clements. Gets it over to second baseman's head. Gardner comes in, scores easily on a double RBI, excuse me, on a single RBI scenario, but she comes from second all the way to home. Great RBI scenario there by Shea Clemens. 2-0 Utah Tech.
1: Great signs there for the Trailblazers after just a tough break as Hugh Banks was thrown out at home, and Shea Clemens turns things around, gets the Trailblazers another run. And Sadie Gardner, who pinch ran moments ago, scores the first insurance run of the game for Utah Tech.
2: Yeah, as we're going to get Carly Eldridge up to bat for Utah Tech. Carly, the first batter to cross the plate and score the first run for Utah Tech. That was back in the second, I believe, maybe third.
1: Third inning. That one's chopped to Madrigal. And going to be ground out to the pitcher by Eldridge so Utah Tech tacks on one more run now leads it 2-0 as we head to the top of the fifth on Utah Tech Radio it's back to
0: the action for Utah Tech Athletics brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln
1: we now return you to Utah Tech Athletics we're now on the top of the fifth on 9 through the blaze Kate Delinsky continues to stay in the game for the Trailblazers and it's She's been scoreless through four innings.
2: Yes, we're going to get Lee, Lily Garcia. Apologies, Lily Garcia up to bat for, you, up to bat for Seattle U.S. So we start the top of
1: fifth. She swings at that first pitch. One hops Almeida for a quick ground out to short. So one pitch, one out for Kate Delinsky and the Trailblazers here in the top of the fifth.
2: Let's going to look at that hit. It'll be Olivia Vigano up to bat here for CLU. 0 for 2 on the day.
1: Vigano takes that for a first-pitch strike. You sunflower seed fan, Martin?
2: You know, not a, not a big sunflower seed fan. I'm a big uh, peanuts fan. I like buying those. But nonetheless, sunflower seeds, peanuts, they go together at a baseball game. I see you munching on them all the time. You got like four or five bags in your car.
1: That one goes for a ball there. Delinsky 1 1 count on Vigiano. Oh, yeah. I, I would have to say Spitz and Biggs are the best sunflower seeds. Dill pickle is a classic. Okay. Spitz has come out with a salted caramel flavor, Ooh. which is have actually you, not bad.
2: Have you ever had salted uh, caramel like popcorn? I have. Garrett's Popcorn in Chicago does a really good one.
1: Hard to not make caramel taste good, but they add it to ice cream now and sunflower seeds, and it actually has (laughs) has worked. Vigiano fouls that one off one-two count.
2: Now I want basket Robbins, man. Come on.
1: Zelensky delivers that one. Goes up high and gets that swinging strikeout on Vigiano. Second out of the top of the fifth, and Kate Zielinski continues the deal here.
2: Yeah, that's Kate Zielinski's Fifty-first strikeout of the season. Her third strikeout of the day. Two hits, no runs, no earned runs. Two walks, three strikeouts for Kate Dolinsky. Fifty-eight pitches.
1: I do like sunflower seeds after too many, though. I mean, oh, oh yeah, mouth is beat up.
2: Oh yeah, it's
1: like two balls of Captain Crunch. <laughs> but baseball snacks, I mean seeds,
2: oh, yeah. peanuts,
1: hot dogs, bubble gum. To me, baseball
2: food is the best food. That's just me. Football and basketball, they live off of, like, burgers and sandwiches and all that. At a baseball game, get a hot dog, get a beer, and get a bag of popcorn. Simple, easy.
1: Dolinsky now going against left fielder Ty Wilson.
2: Yes, Ty Wilson. 0 for 1 on the day, included a walk. Solid pitch right there. Fastball almost down the middle.
1: Wilson... Showing that she was going to slap at something and decided not to. Balling right down the plate for strike two. Years back the Salt Lake Bees on Wednesdays would do wiener schnitzel Wednesday. Every hot dog was a dollar. Wow. Now because of everyone's favorite word, inflation, I think it's now <laughs> either two bucks <laughs> for each one. Still a good deal, but... Two dollars would be cheap. They They sell a lot of hot dogs on those promo days.
2: Italian Sausage over at Chicago White Sox at their stadium in Chicago is almost $8. They used to have dollar hot dog Wednesday.
1: Deuces. Delinsky delivers and Wilson chops that one to Eldridge at second base. So three up, three down for Seattle U. We go to the bottom of the fifth with Utah Tech up by two. It's back to the action for Utah Tech
0: Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford, Lincoln. We now return you to Utah
1: Tech Athletics. Utah Tech up 2-0 in the bottom of the fifth. Tanya Wendell batting one. The leadoff for the Trailblazers lead off this fifth inning.
2: Yeah, and not going to jinx anything. At least try to. Hannah Hubanks and Tanya Window, the only two players today who have made contact and hits on both of their at bats. Window two for two, and Hannah Hubanks two for two on the day.
1: The only ones and that are two for two. It's crazy because it seems like they do that every game. Exactly. One two count on Window. She takes that one for ball two.
2: And that's why Tanya Window has a 458 batting average. For everyone who's kind of wondering, what does that really mean? If. 500 is the average. Basically, that means half of the time you go up to plate, you're hitting the ball.
1: As Wendell hits that one, that is high. Big fly out to center field.
2: So if you keep working your way down on that level there, Spencer, 250 would be one out of four chances you get a hit, and then 330 would be one out of three. So when someone has... Three fourteen batting average or three nine three ninety two batting average for more than a third of the times they're up to bat, they're hitting or getting getting a hit.
1: And now you're seeing guys in the MLB getting paid crazy contracts, and they can't even hit three hundred anymore.
2: <laughs> hey, easy. Tim Anderson, two out of three times these past few years, three eighteen batting average over those times. It's at the league and twice.
1: That one's chopped too short. <coughs> been a great fielding day for Madison Kawadi for Seattle U she gets that over to first and Libby Kakoa is retired
2: and honestly you and I have talked about this when it comes to college baseball Spencer is MLB is with all those ship bands and clock and trying to move out the game softball simple easy quick most games are what with, done within an hour and a half two hours
1: it's good softball players hit the ball. After a pitch, they stay in the batter's box. They just don't lollygag. No, these baseball players—they have to undo their batting gloves after every pitch, <laughs> and, and then
2: and undo their elbow they, guard and their wrist guard. They
1: stencil out the alphabet in the dirt with their cleats, and <laughs> I mean, it can just take forever. Catcher
2: has to throw 16 signals over to the pitcher for one pitch, and the pitcher has to nod off 20 of those.
1: As it's been talked about here on 903, the Blazing just. Nationwide, with these Major League Baseball changes. Has been some hiccups for a few players and did not take Shohei Otani very long to be the first player to have a pitching violation and batter violation in the same game.
2: In the same game. And it was within a couple same innings of each other, too. Clemens.
1: That's put in play by Clemens and going to be caught for a fly out to right field. So, Madrigal and Seattle, you... Make that a quicker inning than usual defensively in the bottom of the fifth for the Trailblazers. We head to the top of the sixth with Utah Tech up by two. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought
0: to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford, Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics.
1: Kate Jelinski still in command at the top of the sixth for Utah Tech.
2: Yes, we'll get the bottom of the top of third lineup here. Madison, Cole. Kuwaiti up to bat a strikeout and a walk today for Madison for Seattle U Utah Tech Spencer two runs five hits one error Seattle U no runs two hits no errors
1: Trailblazers are close to pulling off this sweep but just last Saturday was when they had that tough sixth inning
2: I mean, let me, let me give you the scenario here. Five innings from Kate already. Two hits she's given up, two walks, three strikeouts. She's faced 20 batters. She's had 18 at-bats with that, and she's given up two flyouts and 10 groundouts.
1: Just keeping the ball on the ground. It's an easy game when you do that.
2: I mean, talk about – in in baseball and, and in, in softball, too, you label pitchers either fastball pitcher, ground ball pitcher, a breaking ball specialist, a third inning specialist, whatever the case is. Kate Dolinsky, ground-out pitcher. She's simply a ground-out pitcher, simple as it can get.
1: Madison Kowati keeps fouling off pitches here from Dolinsky. And some, some pitchers – Just check every box. They they're all the above because they're so dominant. Zach Greinke, but Corbin Burns from the (coughs) Milwaukee Brewers and Max Scherzer have a little bit, few hiccups early on here in this this 2023 season.
2: Many pitchers have,
1: but Garrett Cole for the Yankees that long hair is gone, (laughs) and he's been dominant so far in two starts.
2: Yes, he has, but he will not be. A Cy Young winner, because it will go to the best pitcher in the game. His name is Dylan Seas, and you will remember that name.
1: And what's important as well, we, we remember all these great pitchers and home run hitters, but we need to know people's names like Sandy Alcantara <laughs> from the Miami Marlins, who's yes. probably one of, one of those, <clears throat> maybe one of the best batters. Excuse me, he's not pitchers. a batter, he's a pitcher. One of the best players that not a lot of people know. He's Which a, I think Paul Goldschmidt was that oh, about yeah. five years ago.
2: He's the second. I'll tell you this. He's the second best pitcher in Miami Marlins history. He's obviously rest in peace to the late great Jose Fernandez, who would have been a multi All Star, multi Cy Young winner before his tragic death. But I still believe he's the best one in their history.
1: And Dolinsky keeps trying, and Kawhi just keeps fouling <laughs> it off.
2: And especially into the left field side as Utah Tech here, we have an extension of seats down the left field side. So she keeps reaching over towards that section, towards almost where the bullpen work would be done here for the visiting team at Carl Brooks Field. So a little cat-and-mouse game here between these two.
1: That one is put in play to Almeida at short, and she gets that one over to Hugh Banks for... The longer waited out in the top of the sixth.
2: As Delinsky thanks Almeida for that right there. this the 11th ground out of the day for CIU. They just simply cannot get anything past this infield at all. Let's get another replay of it. Changeup down low again. It looks so tempting to the hitter, Spencer. Is, you know, you you look at a changeup versus a fastball. They have almost the same barrel aspect and. Then you get the changeup that falls out on the bottom of it to fall below your bat. And it's just a seriously wicked pitch. We got Jocelyn De La Cruz up to bat here for Seattle U.
1: Cruz takes first two pitches, one for a strike, and that one for a ball. As Campbell scooped that one out of the dirt.
2: You mentioned the woes of the pitchers to start with, Spencer, but have you noticed hitting in the first week of the MLB almost nearly more hits and more stolen bases than last year?
1: That one's grounded to the left-hand side of the infield and diving efforts by Lockard and Almeida gets through for a single.
2: Yeah, Seattle yeah, gets a hit for the first time in a few innings here. So he split the third baseman and shortstop and will just land in the, left, in the left field there for Kekona who throws it back in. <clears throat> we will get a pinch runner. As it will be Sidney Frankenberger, who's already had, excuse me, apologies. Frankenberger's up to bat. It will be Brooke Midler standing on first.
1: And real quick, just just leading home run leader and RBI leader in the MLB to this point, Brian Reynolds. Who? Brian Reynolds from the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's true. Five home runs and has 13 RBIs.
2: Right fielder still is demanding a trade out of Pittsburgh, no matter how good the early stats look in the first week of the MLB.
1: Frankenberger chops that one to Almeida, and they get the pinch runner out at second.
2: How bold is that, Spencer? You walk into your own employer and tell them, hey, whatever you're paying me is fine, but I'm not coming back in three months. I'm letting you know that. In three months, I'm leaving no matter what, and I'm taking the money you're giving me now. And you're doing superb, excellent work. And they're begging you to stay. You keep refusing every single time. That's what Brian Reynolds is doing to the Pittsburgh
1: Pirates. Sometimes you just got to bet on yourself and it works. And other times, well, you're Lamar Jackson.
2: It's bold. Very bold. I still think Baltimore is wrong for what they're doing to Lamar. Just in the sense that if Lamar didn't win the MVP, they have a case. But he won MVP and won a playoff game.
1: Belinsky. Finds the corner for a strike. Has a 1-1 count. <clears throat> Top of the 6, two outs, run around first. Kaylin Hill, the catcher, at the plate. As that one goes for a ball, check swing appeal. She did not go. Surprised Utah Tech even asked for the appeal. As Hill, chop- Hill chops that one over to Eldridge for the ground out to second base. And that ends the top of the sixth. Utah Tech leads it 2-0. They just have one more chance to bat as we head to the bottom of the sixth on 91-3 the blaze. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now
0: return you to Utah
1: Tech Athletics. Shortstop blowing Almeida up (gasps) to bat for Utah Tech in the bottom of the sixth as Madrigal continues to work for CLU as the pitcher.
2: Yeah, as we get Lauren Almeida up to bat here. One of the many sophomore freshmen that are paying, playing for this young Utah Tech team and she smacks one back over the pitcher.
1: Madrigal reached for that one a bit and just dropped it right back to Madrigal. So quick out in the bottom of the sixth.
2: Almeida's bat has not been good today. She has not had a very strong day as 0 for 2, but she's been part of seven ground-out ball scenarios defensively today. She has been a solid defender for Utah Tech today.
1: Hugh Banks now up to bat. Had a double last at-bat to right center, which eventually and that same inning led to Utah take in their second run of the game. Hugh Banks. <clears throat> Hugh Banks, one of the strong hitters,
2: again, mentioning that, but, I mean, she is just a very solid left-handed hitter.
1: Really getting pitched around up to this point. Three pitches, three balls.
2: What makes her so good, Spencer, is she's hitting fifth in the lineup, but for the last few years, I remember, she's either hit sixth, third, fourth, fifth. She likes that bottom middle third part of the lineup where she can get a really good a lot of opportunities of slow pitch balls and a lot of contact balls that she can hit.
1: So Hugh Banks walks on four pitches. Second time Stephanie Madrigal's walked batter on four straight. As Rachel Campbell up to bat, the catcher for Utah Tech, and she swings at that first pitch and takes strike one. She connects on that one and chops it to the second baseman. Hubanks able to advance to second as Campbell grounds out and is thrown out at first plate at first base.
2: Yeah, as we're gonna get, I believe <clears throat> uh, Sadie Gardner pinch run last time for Madison Durea, and Durea is gonna come back in and pinch hit.
1: Two outs in the bottom of the six. Hubanks on second base.
2: With Brooklyn Doddle and Carly Eldridge up after her.
1: As Hill threw it back to the second baseman. did not like how much space Hubanks had off the base. She quickly gets back to second, though. Would not have been the first time she has been thrown out. Nope. Back would not when be. the Trailblazers tried the double steal and Hugh Banks and in a bang-bang play thrown out at home. That one's chopped back to Madrigal. Another ground out to the pitcher, and that ends the bottom of the sixth. Utah Tech (coughs) continues the lead, up 2-0. Three more outs left for Seattle U. We'll see what happens, see if Kate Delinsky is back for a complete game. shutout opportunity on 91.3 The Blaze. It's back to the action
0: for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now
1: return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Kate Delinsky's three outs away from a complete game shutout. First pitch of the top of the seventh goes for a ball.
2: Yeah, she's going to face Mackenzie McEl- M- Madocoro. Madokoro, oh for two on the day.
1: Madocoro in that DH spot for Seattle U. And she hits that one over to Almeida at short, and another grounder. And another ground or two out minus direction. And like it's been all game, another out.
2: Yeah, as that's the twelfth ground out of the game for Kate Delinsky. I mean, talk about twelve ground outs. I mean, seriously. Four three, six three, five three, four three, six three has been basically the entire combination of the entire day. Now she'll say she'll see Katie Willing. She came in for the injured Wen, who was hurt earlier in the game. Lauren Wen. We hope she's okay.
1: A 1 0 count. Second pitch is hit to the gap. Gets to the fence in right center. And it'll be stand up double with one out in the top of the seventh for Seattle U.
2: Yes, that's probably the first solid contact all day for. Seattle U as they just get a change out that hung in the zone. Didn't get down. Gets all the way to the wall. Stand up double. <clears throat> Apologies. Good opportunity here for Utah. Excuse me, for Seattle U to cut into this lead. 2 nothing lead here for Utah Tech in the seventh.
1: Lily Garcia batting in the ninth spot. Second baseman up to bat for Seattle U. She swings to the first pitch and fouls it to the right-hand side for strike one.
2: Yeah, she's not going to go down easy on this scenario here. An RBI opportunity. Cut it down to one. O
1: one one count. Stolinski fires. And fouled off to the left-hand side. Four strike two.
2: That's two foul strikes by Lily Garcia trying to smack him inside the lines she has been aggressive, and early on the swings, She's not waiting for pitches. She's not going to be patient. She's going for the first hit to try to get drive and a run.
1: Zielinski up 0-2. Was able to waste one, see if Garcia would chase. And that one goes outside for ball one. That one grounded out to the third baseman. Great play there by Laura Lockard. But Billings, from second base, chose to advance, and she's able to get down and into third base safely.
2: Yeah, as we're going to get... Another just simple ground out here hit over to Lockhart's spot at third and she got over to Hannah Hughbanks for the out. Smart idea. Obviously, you don't want to give up the run. Just got to hope you can get another ground out here to end the game or a strikeout.
1: Lead off Olivia Vigiano up to bat for Seattle U with a runner on third. Here in the top of the seventh, one out remaining last life for Seattle U. And truth be told, the runner on third does not matter.
2: Well, you don't want to say that. It does matter in the sense that if you can get a walk here, then you can put pressure on Kate Delinsky not to give up a run. She's trying to keep her shutout clean and go through a game not giving up a run. Proud of her on that one. Her first game in the series, she only gave up the one run. So to go from one run to no runs would be a nice way to end it. And we
1: got an opportunity here. That one's chopped to Almeida. Almeida gets it over. Kate Dolinsky getting groundouts all game and does it there. Complete game shutout. Seven-inning win for Utah Tech, 2-0. Kate Delensky gets the win and the love from all of her teammates. That's a sweep for Utah Tech softball. Break out the broomsticks. And a big-time homestand at Carl Brooks Field for the WAC leaders.
2: It's time to go walk into the kitchen that you've been ignoring for a week and not cleaning and go grab the broomstick and sweep it all up because that's what Utah Tech did this weekend.
1: So Seattle U goes down, lose by eight in both the doubleheader games yesterday and this one a 2-0 victory for Utah Tech. On the stand-up to cancer game, whether it was the normal red, wine, blue colors or sprinkled a little bit of pink today, trailblazers victorious in all three games and will now head to Grand Canyon next weekend for the same scheduled doubleheader on Friday and game 3-3 three three, Saturday afternoon. On the 15th of April.
2: As the team is doing their celebration. Congratulations to them. Their 24th win on the year. 13th win at home. As you mentioned, it is their 12th win in the WAC Conference. They have been... Utah Tech has just been a stellar team all year. Continues to do that. Gives Seattle U their 14th loss on the year. It was a great game. Kate Dolinsky... Spencer, sixteen ground outs, sixteen ground outs in one game, and that included two flyouts and threw ninety-three pitches in seven innings.
1: And Delinsky in a few other starts previous to this one. Pretty good outings, just not as great as this one. As she kept things on the ground, great defensive effort by the Trailblazers.
2: She was amazing in this series. Only gave up the one run in the first game she faced off on Friday. And to come back the next day on Saturday, a, not even a full day rest, to come out on Saturday and throw a complete shutout, that's one heck of a weekend for Kate Dolinsky.
1: It made it easy for head coach Randy Simpkins to you know, give her the ball once again. Even though she knows this lineup and had that success on Friday, why not run it back and do it all over again? And she did with seven scoreless innings and a big-time sweep for the Trailblazers bouncing back from a rough series against UT Arlington last weekend.
2: Yes, yeah, they'll have two runs, five hits, one error will be the final stat line for Utah Tagus They got a run in the third and the fourth. Zero runs, four hits, zero errors will be the stat line for Seattle U as they went snake eyes the entire way through today. Goose eggs all over the board for Seattle U today. Not a good day for them hitting-wise.
1: And Tanya Wendell and Hannah Hubanks just like clockwork every game, getting on base, multi-hits. And with that, Hugh Banks as well with a walk. And the bottom of the lineup contributing as well with the run production and getting on base. When the bats are rolling like that, one through nine, and that dominant pitching with Kate Delinsky, you're awarded first place in the Western Athletic Conference up to this point. You are,
2: and Utah Tech has done it. A- a phenomenal job this year, have done a phenomenal job when it comes to conference play. Randy Simpkins and that coaching staff saw their tape from last year, said we can work on some things, said we can get better in some certain scenarios. Pity-wise and defensive-wise, they have sorted those problems out. They are still young, Spencer. There's a good amount of freshmen and sophomores sprinkled all over this lineup. And with that, you'll have some mistakes. But also with that, you'll have experience that you can go back to years in – advance from now and in the future and, you know, when they have two or three more seasons. But to completely wrap up this game, great pitching by Kate Dolinsky. Two solid hits from Utah Tech to drive in two runs. Kept Seattle U off the board. Only gave up the one double. 16 ground outs. Awesome defense. Solid offense. Well, excellent pitching. Was a great win by Utah Tech.
1: Most definitely. And Naomi Shadez got the start for Seattle U and pitched a relatively good game. She did. you know. The- just couldn't get that production offensively from her teammates. But a lot of that goes to that dominant pitching, which we talked about from Kate Delinsky. And sometimes put the ball in play, just does not find the gaps, and it found the mitts, especially Lauren Almeida's mitt. It's short. Seemed like Delinsky would deliver. Grounder would go to Almeida. She throws it on a rope to Hugh Banks out at first. So many ground outs and a great victory, great sweep for Utah Tech. And with this back-and-forth scheduling, they'll be – Facing Grand Canyon in Phoenix for a doubleheader on, on this coming Friday. Yep. And game 3-3 on Saturday. And then we'll run it back for another homestand with Cal Baptist that following weekend here at Carl Brooks Field.
2: We'll start with the pro- promotions on this one early in this one just because we got about 20 days until it happens. Spencer, Rivalry Week will be here soon for Utah Tech softballs. They'll have 26th of April be at BYU And then they'll have a three-game away series at Southern Utah and then have a three-game home series at the end of the season with Utah Valley. So a good stretch of Utah Rivalry Week games are coming up here in the later future of the schedule. So come on down and listen to us. We'll have most of those games as it will be Rivalry Week. But for the most part, Utah Tech just having a solid schedule and a solid season up until this point.
1: We're grateful for Ken Garf, St. George Ford, Lincoln, and all they do in their sponsorship of Utah Tech Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. A great sweep for Utah Tech softball. Utah Tech baseball is playing UT Arlington right now on the road, and they'll be back this coming weekend for a homestand with Sam Houston State. We'll have some coverage of those games on 91.3 The Blaze. We thank you for joining us. Wish you to have a great rest of your day. Big time win for Utah Tech softball in this stand-up to cancer game and a sweep of the series. Now it's back to the music on 913, the Blazer top 40 hits, trickling into red hot chili peppers.